0: You are welcome to to Face-to-Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. I believe that there are two things that help people to stay humble. One is where you're coming from, two is where you are going to. Amen. Amen. Where you're going to, where you're coming from, where you're going to. You'll be grateful at the same time, you'll be cautious. Hallelujah. So, can I go further? So, pride first, then the crash. But humility is precursor to honor. I have a few more scriptures about honor, and I'll just talk along those lines. Now, One of the things about honor is that let's talk about honor for people. Amen. Alright? The first person, and I'm, I'm talking about humans now, apart from God, that you are required to honor are your parents. Hallelujah. You know, some people think that in the New Testament that has changed. No, it has not changed. Let's go to Ephesians 6. Let's read verse 1 and 2. 2 is actually the verse. 1 and 2. Let's read together. I want to go. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Verse 2. Honor thy father and mother. Which is is the first commandment with promise. Read verse 3 so that you see what the promise is. Amen. Verse 3. that it may be well with thee. Amen. Hmm. I want to show you something. I heard someone say this. Actually, it was Mike Murdoch years ago. He said, I don't pray for long life. I just honor my parents. Amen. Glory to God. He said, I know how to live long. Amen. I don't pray for long life. I just honor. Um, Papa Hagen, Kenai Hagen, was teaching his children this scripture. Verse 2 into 3. Let's read 2 into 3 again. One to go. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Verse 3 that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Hallelujah. That means that longevity is tied to honor. Amen. It's connected to honor. So Ken Hagen was teaching on this, and he said, um, he had, um, Ken Hagen had two children. Um, Ken Hagen Jr., and Pat, uh, she's not Higgin now, um, was uh, Harrison, her husband's name was Buddy Harrison, Pat Harrison, you know, and they are well in their 70s now or late 60s. He said that when he had his children, I've forgotten the figure now, but he didn't spend, the only medical bill he had spent on his children was thirty seven dollars or something like that i've forgotten the figure now through their lifetime i never say how Th- that he never paid for them to be treated in the hospital i said that bill he paid was their bet all right uh, i i can't remember who's older now whether that part is older okay the hagen junior is older he said one was let's assume once owns 30 dollars the other one since 15 dollars that's the total amount of money he has spent he said the reason why the other one was 15 dollars was that by the time uh, they were giving birth, I think that was Hagin Jr. When they were giving birth to him, the doctor gave discount to pastor's children, amen. So they paid half, and that's the only thing they've ever paid. He said, When his children were young, he sat them down and taught them that if they are going to have well days in their life, amen. They should honor their parents. It may be well with thee that if you are sick, is it a well day? They say no. So and all of them have lived over how long so they are fulfilling the scripture amen, amen. at least I know that uh, Hagen jr is above 70 as we speak amen. amen so it means that what they talked about worked he said Ken Hagin Jr was taught to honor his father at an early age and if he taught them I said this honor is why you will not be sick amen this honor is why you will live long amen. I, wrote, I, I read something Kenneth E. Higgins' grandson wrote. Craig Higgin. Craig. Craig Higgin. Craig is the son of Kenneth Higgin Jr., who is the son of Kenneth Higgin. Are you with me? All right. And even Craig is close to 50 now. Praise God. Now, Craig said his father, Kenneth E. Higgin, Ken e. never lied to his grandfather ever in his life. Are you understanding me? That's childhood, teenage youth. Everything. He never lied. That's honor. I just said, he never lied to him. Never. <laughs> then Creek said, Me, I lied once in my life. Amen. <laughs> once in my life. To my father. And I went back to tell him I lied. And what was the lie? Those bean? His father said, Have you taken out the bean? He said, Yes. When you are not taking it out. They so he came and said, no, no, no. He went back and said, I lied. Amen. I know some of you don't have that testimony. But the Lord is good. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Even now, save you are lying. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright, alright. All right. All right, but that's not what we're talking about. Now, the point I'm making is this. I'm explaining what honor is. Honor begins in the home. Amen. Is the honor you learn there that you're supposed to care about many of us didn't have that privilege of being taught honor. So now we're learning it in church. Amen. So, we are learning revelation of honor. I said something. I said, shift from traditional honor to what? Revelational honor. Amen. Honor because of God's word. You know, traditional honor is based on, is honor based on seed and sight. Eh? I service honor you know I service honor that's traditional honor so someone can say hey baba baba you're welcome baba you're welcome ah, baba, as it's going see this baba. <laughs> you think, uh, baba. revelational honor is honor whether the person is seen or not the honor is before god amen it's not about people seeing you the honor is to before god am i communicating yeah Traditional honor can honor the man, collect microphone in a party or in an occasion, and say, ha, 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 this chief, the chief is the greatest chief, he will live long. This, that, that, when he drop the microphone, he let him die, you let somebody take over that throne. Are you understanding me? Are you getting what I'm saying? That is traditional honor. It always shows respect when it is monitored. Amen? Yes. Am I communicating? But revelational honor recognizes that there is someone that is seen. Amen. That is superior. And he's the judge. Amen. Amen. The one that set it up one and put it down another. Amen. Lift your right hand and say, give me revelation of honor. Amen. Amen. So, honor for your parents. Honor for your parents. Now, but I want to bring it to a point to so explain something to you. Listen, the greatest thing where you will find yourself that it will be very proper is that you honor spiritual things. Amen. Glory to God. That you honor spiritual things. That you honor spiritual things. You honor the anointing. You honor spiritual things. A lot of people don't honor spiritual things. A lot of people don't honor spiritual things. And it's our responsibility to even teach our children to honor spiritual things. You know, sometimes you see where people are praying. And a child sees that they are praying and he's waiting. They start teaching the child how to honor those kind of things. Amen. There's some other children who see someone praying. They will be kicking the hand. You understand that? And you say a child. No, flog him. Amen. No, no, no. Flog the child. Are you understanding me? Mean? Make the child understand, no, 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 you don't do this. We are praying. When we are praying, we are supposed to do like this. He starts seeing the value in that. I was talking to someone. I said, see, there are some parents that have made it difficult for their children. Their children are not yet grown No, They are still maybe teenagers now. But they have already spoiled something. You know why? Daddy will say, you should go into to church. Amen. Then mommy and children go to church. Are you understanding me? Then daddy doesn't go to church. So the child is waiting for when he will grow up and stop going to church. Because church is for children and mommies. Amen. Women and children. Amen. That child will not have honor for spiritual things the way it should be. Glory to God. You know, the way you 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 talk about things will determine how people will honor it. Amen. A wife reported to me, um, she is saved. Her husband is not saved. And what was her concern? You know, they, they don't, they're not even in this town. So she called me over the phone and she was really sad. Her husband, they were watching a movie. And there's a villain in the movie. And then the, the what you call, the main character of the movie. And then the, the villain in the movie. The bad guy. So I said, seeing the movie... He has a young child, a young boy. The father now called him and said, "Who would you like to be like in the movie?" He now said, "Like to be like." Him. He said, "No, no. The main character is a slack man. Be like the bad guy." <laughs> you understand me? <laughs> so the mother was mad. You know, how could you be telling our son? <laughs> you understand me? To be the villain. He said, "Yes, I want him to be like the, the bad guy." <laughs> and you can imagine what you are putting in the child's heart at that age. So he's seen a movie, and he prefers the bad guy. The moral of the movie is to make somebody prefer the good guy. Is that not so? Uh So, but now, he's teaching the Ayah's army to prefer the bad guy. I was in a barber salon here in Port Harcourt. And a a man came in. He comes there. He came in with three of his boys. I just put the ages at 13, 11, 9. Or 13, 11. The last one might be 7 or 8. Seven, let's say seven. So they came in. And I was amazed. The father was cutting his hair. I can't even say what they were saying. It's a line from a movie. It has swear words in it. Are you understanding me? Mean? Then the father will be there and say, What is he doing? Then the younger one will shout that thing in the movie. He is this da this, that, da that, 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 that. the father will now laugh and say it to say, The younger one, all of them are saying it i like, everybody in the salon was just looking at them. Are <laughs> you understanding me? <laughs> Even for an adult, is sad. Are you understanding me? And then they were going, they said, So are you? They say Yes, I am a disease, that, 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 that. You know? <laughs> and the father will laugh. That's the value you're putting in them. Amen? That means you want them to honor those kind of things. Now, I don't want to digress. Honor spiritual things. Let me tell someone: Honor spiritual things. Amen. Honor spiritual things. You know why somebody will come to church on Sunday or on Thursday? Cannot sit in the service. You are just in about Arsenal and Liverpool outside. It shows what you honor. Amen. Yeah. It shows what you honor. It shows what you honor. Praise God. You see, you when it comes to honor, your action is louder than your words. Amen. Are you listening to me? Don't forget that. When it comes to honor, your action is louder than your words. That means the true honor shows in your action. You can train your heart to honor the right things. Amen. Are you with me? You can train your heart to honor the right things. One of the ways we direct our hearts is through our words. Amen. 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 All right, so you can train your heart to honor the right things. Because situations could arise that will make you not to honor the things you should honor. And you correct yourself immediately. Amen. You correct yourself immediately. Honor is a hard thing. It's true. It is true, it's a hard thing. But the scripture goes beyond that to tell us to honor not just our parents, amen, even in church, amen. Glory to God. You know, uh, most of the time, believers make light of what God didn't make light of. Let me answer someone's question. I heard that question. Let me answer it. You can have parents that don't deserve to be honored. Amen. Some of you have parents like that. But you must look for a way to honor them. Amen. The Bible didn't say you should honor them because they deserve to be honored. God knew that some parents will not be good parents. He knew it. Amen. Amen. there are some people that abuse their parents over the phone. Bang the phone or what do you call it? Cut the call on their, on their parents. Because they are telling them what they don't want to hear. And to them, it's not anything. Now, listen. Um, even if your parent is not born again, amen, you owe them honor. Glory to God. We can disagree. Your parents can disagree. You can disagree with your parents on values. But you must ensure that you honor them. You give them the honor that is due them. Amen. You cannot say you honor someone. There are three major things that happen when you honor somebody one, honor provides. Amen. Yeah, honor does provide. Honor protects. Amen. Honor recognizes. Are we together? So if you honor someone, you'll be willing to make provision for them. Your time, your resources, are you understanding? That's honor. Um, please, I want to see you. You are busy, but you make out time to go and see them. That's honor. Are you understanding me? You're making yourself available. Your resources are available. I'm talking about your parents now. You say you honor. You will protect. Someone will come and say, ha, ha, ha. Oh, Yo, your father. You. Now, even if they're saying something about your father that is true, you cannot put fuel in it. Are you understanding me? Are you understanding what I'm saying? No, you can't. You can't. And then you must recognize that some people are ashamed of their parents. If you're ashamed of your parents, you have dishonored them already. Amen. 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 Did you hear me? Then you've already dishonored them. When we were in secondary school, there are some folks that, you know, we, had, we used to have visiting day. I'm trying to remember. Ours was either on a Sunday, I think. Visiting Sunday or so. So parents, I went to federal school, so parents who come from different parts of the country, you know, and all that, you know, and that visiting day Evening meal, Sunday evening meal. Many people won't go for dining because they have food. Are you understanding? Many people won't go for dining. The people that will go for dining are those that their parents' the income. Are you understanding me? Because you have fried rice, you have this, you have you know everything. You know. So, but visiting Sundays, there are some people that don't want others to see their parents. Because on visiting Sunday, your parents will come in their capacity. Are you understand me? They will come in their capacity. If it is a or that they have, is a car they will come and use and visit you. Then their parents that will come with convoy. We had a, a, a son of uh, an ambassador. When they come, with plate number. You understand? It was the um, Republic of Benin uh, ambassador of Nigeria today. They will come in with the convoy. Will just come to visit Sunday. Everybody will just be looking. Are you understanding me? Different levels of visitation. They are the ones that when they come, they even the, our principal will go and see them. you understanding me? You understand me? That's, there are different levels of visitations. Then there are some that they say your, your mother is looking for you. I say it's not my mother. <laughs> <laughs> your father is looking for you. I say it's not my father. Well, who just uh, 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 forgive and say his childhood stunts. Are you understanding me? But now you're an adult. Don't be ashamed of your parents. Amen. Don't be ashamed of your parents. Let your life be the life that will change their story. Amen. Glory to God. Don't be ashamed of your parents. That's honor. Recognizing them as your parents. Oh, meet my dad. Meet my mom. I recognize them. There's some people put that with their parents. When you meet them, they don't even want to introduce them. So I saw you with old man. Someone old from my village. Now we need to teach these things. Amen. We need to teach believers these things. Help me tell someone: honor your parents. Honor your parents. Honor your parents. Live long. Live long. Amen. Amen. Live long. That longevity is tied to that. Let me just show you two more scriptures about long life and, and, and parenting. Um, um, Exodus twenty twelve, and then Deuteronomy 5, 16. Amen. You can give two glories for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, the tea drinkers are the ones that are shouting. Honor your father and your mother. Did you see that? That thy days may be Long. Upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Speak well of them. Amen. Listen, I'm not insulting anybody's parents here. Yeah. You may have a foolish father. You may have a foolish mother. But there's something good you can say about them. Amen. Amen. Pray for them. Amen. Honor them. Deuteronomy 5.16. Let's read together. I want to go. Honor thy father and thy mother as the Lord God hath commanded thee that thy days may be prolonged that it may go well with thee in the land with the Lord that God giveth thee. It will go well. Amen. It will go well with you. How many, of you don't, how many of you wanted to go away with you? There are some of you since you have been walking. You have been walking. Your father and mother, they have not seen your five kobo. Amen. You've never bought anything for them. Never. Never. Oh, I remember a story a pastor shared with me. He used to be um, a pastor in Christ embassy years ago. So he was one of the first set of people that worked with Reverend Chris in the early days. So he got born again and started going to church. His mother was on his case. His mother didn't want him to be a pastor or want him to do ministry. His mother was just mad. So every day she will attack the church, attack him, blah, 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 like that, like that. In short, she threatened that she was going to meet Reverend Chris. Then, this was many years ago, Reverend Chris was still young. She said she was going to meet him and warn him to leave her son alone. So she actually went. And got to the office. After seeing him, she came out. And never talked about the story again. So he kept wondering. His mother didn't tell him what they discussed in the office. I understand him. Yeah, his mother didn't tell him what they discussed. So one day he summed up. His mother is a tough woman. You know, tough, tough woman. So he said, um, you, you met my pastor. You didn't tell me what you would discuss. The only, the only sentence he ever made. Your pastor is a wise man. And that's what she, the only thing she ever said about the discussion. So he said, ah, he doesn't know. Even Pastor didn't tell him what they discussed. He just knows that the woman just became quiet. So years later, he was serving God and all, and all that and all that. He did some job or something. He got money and bought a car. I'm trying to remember the name of the car now. That was his first car. So he came, brought the car to, to his pastor, that's Pastor Krishna, and said, Wow, Pastor, God just, I just got this car. I want you to it. Pastor Krishna. I said, Come. Lady down the car say, father with the education. Send this car to your mother. Say, eh? <laughs> say, go and give your mother this car. He said he was so sad. <laughs> he doesn't his mother is even annoying him. Are you understanding me? He's even buying the car to show his mother that he's succeeding. Are you understanding me? Say, go and give the car to your mother. But his pastor had spoken. That one was not his heart. It's just that he obeyed. He took the car and gave her. She was dancing. Took the car. Years later, (laughs) he was thanking God that he did so. Amen. What Pastor Chris was teaching him was honor. Hallelujah. Honor. I want to challenge everyone here. This month, Honor your parents. Amen. Look for a way to honor your parents. Glory to God. Look for a way to honor them. You are the one that knows your parents. So you know what you will do that will honor them. Amen. Look for a way to honor them. Recognize them. Provide for them. Look for a way to honor them. Hallelujah. Let me tell your neighbor that. Some of you don't have... Tell your neighbor, look for a way to honor your parents. Some of you don't have living parents, but you have people that are like parent figures. Amen. Honor them. Honor them. Honor them. It's just a mystery that it has something to do with how long you live. Amen. It's just a mystery. I won't stop here with honor. Let's take a little step further. Glory to God. I want to read two scriptures, or three or four. Amen. (laughs) 1 Timothy 5.17. Amen. Amen. You know, honor begins in the home. Before I enter there, let me even talk about husbands and wives. Amen. Amen. if you are married, you know, you have a responsibility to honor each other. Honor means value. Amen. Value. What? In some homes, the challenge is, they've not decided who is the leader. Amen. (laughs) Are you understanding me? They've not decided who is the leader. So, You know there are some wives that have strong personalities praise god all right and then there are some husbands that are not so expressive it doesn't change anything in that home the husband is the head of the home amen that's just how it is see that's how god designed it glory to god if you try to make it any other way then it's not the way it should be. So, if you're a wife, you have a responsibility never to make the husband feel like he's not being honored. Amen. Did you hear what I said? I didn't say, I didn't. Don't misunderstand what I said. I didn't say, don't dishonor your husband. Say no. Let him not feel like. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Do you hear me? Let him not feel like. Revelational honor means that I'm not honoring because they first honored me. Amen. I'm honoring because it's scriptural. Amen. Amen. That's revelational. There are many homes I've had Love issues because honor is not in place. But I appeal to the wives. We live in a society now where feminism has become more common. It has always been there. Where people think that women should fight for their rights. If you're fighting for your rights, You can fight outside a marital home. Amen. But when you are in your home, submit to your husband. Amen. Submit to your husband. And it's not a cliche submission I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that. I'm believing that your husband also is born again. Amen. That means that he has a role to play in your life. But you should never make the husband feel like he's not honored. Your food is there, if you like eat, if you like don't eat It's your business. Amen. Amen. Should I push it or I should stop here? As you push it, you may not like what I will say. Amen. You know, we have a lot of challenges in marriages today. A lot. Amongst believers, and some of it, some of the challenges are not things that cannot be avoided. Amen. They can be avoided. If you're here, you know you're not yet married. I'm, I just prepare you for that. If you're married, there's also a way out. They can be avoided. Can be avoided. There's a way a woman thinks different from the way a man thinks. Amen. Some of you that married your husband, when you married your husband, you did not have money. Amen. Yeah. Hello. I want to use someone for example now. I need a brother that doesn't have money yet. Amen. <laughs> you have money, but you don't have money yet. <laughs> okay, let me use Daniel. And get to be careful. Alright, You have money, you have money. Come. He's a young man. He's still growing. He's a bassist. Now, let's assume that um let 's assume let 's assume he 's twenty eight or twenty seven that's i don 't know his age but let 's assume and then he gets married and um, they walk halfway with his wife to church then they pay transport in the other half they come to church you know then the wife gets a job and she earns some like 120,000 a month. And he's maybe earning 50,000 a month. So, the wife is earning more than him, right? Now, if you find yourself in that kind of position as a spouse, a wife, you have to honor your husband double. Amen? Because there is a tendency, amen, whether you like it or not, you have to really be um, someone with understanding for you to treat him respectably or respectfully when you earn more than him. For example, the house rent is coming. And the house rent, let's assume, is 300,000 a month. Then the wife says, uh, Honey, how much do you have? He said, I have 100,000. thousand it 's okay. Then he's gonna, she's gonna bring two hundred thousand. You bring hundred thousand for the rent and pay. Now the way she will collect that money, you can collect the money in such a way that he will never forget how you collected that hundred thousand. Are you understanding me? Now that's a lot of things the women don't understand. There's a way you can say, uh, you say, should I bring the money? You say, I beg. don't worry, me without your small money. Uh, transfer it to my account. If you like, don't transfer. We still pay the rent, but transfer it to my. Now, are you understanding me? That thing you are doing, it will have an effect, amen. He will transfer the money. You pay the rent. Then he is a key body, a basis. So he has uh, musician friends. Bright comes to his house. Uh, Ke- uh, Kevin Sholulu comes to his house. Who again was the other person? Now, John. John comes to his house. He brings out drinks that you bought. To serve them. Then you now come and say. You carry all the drinks back into the fridge. <laughs> now I'm, I'm saying things have happened. Because he did not ask you. Hello. You are sowing seeds. Are you understanding me? Don't ever do that if you decided to marry the person, you knew his financial level before you married him. Anybody you decide to marry, you've also decided to honor. I'm talking to the women here. If you say a man should be your husband, whether he's 15 years old and you're 30 years old, the moment you call him husband, it means you have made up your mind to honor him. Amen? Amen. If not, don't marry him. Amen? If not what, don't marry him. So, he comes back from work, he's tired. You come back from work, you're tired. He you say, our ah, two of us are tired, but uh, this is your work. I don't even understand. We don't even need this your work in this house. Yes, and, uh, Don't be tired like that too. Don't be tired like that too. If people are tired, you too you will say that you are tired. Are you understanding me? No matter how loving a man is, there's a way a man is is built. Most of the time, when a man's ego is bruised, it's difficult. Are you understanding me? It's very difficult. It takes the grace of God to change it. So, if you are married, ensure that as you're building your marriage and your relationship, don't bruise the ego of your spouse. Amen. 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 Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Very important. Because it now happens that one day. Don Mo now calls him to come and play bass. Amen. He starts playing the same thing he was playing, though, know? they are no more paying him fifty thousand. Every show he goes for, they pay 1.5 million. He has two or three shows in a month. You have been promoted from 120 to 250. But you cannot compare. Amen. You might be going on, but something has already happened. Amen. Something has already happened to him. And if he is not forgiving... It will start showing in the relationship. Amen. It will. That's happened to a lot of marriages. Praise God. You get money. Hallelujah. What about the wives? Amen. It's true that a man is handsome when he is generous. Amen. Amen. A handsome man is not the one that put on makeup. A handsome man is the one that can give you makeup. Are you understanding me? A handsome man is a generous man. So if his face like let the face be bent, as long as he's generous, he's handsome. It's, it's a law. young's enemy is handsome. Amen. Amen. Brothers, the best way to be handsome is to have. Amen. (laughs) Amen. 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 Is to have. Once you have, you are handsome. If your hand, your hand, there's something in your hand, you are handsome. Amen. (laughs) Alright, that was a joke. But where I'm going to with this is, if you're a man and you cannot provide everything that your spouse needs, you can't provide everything that she needs, there are many men that cannot provide all that their spouse needs. Then, you must be kind. Amen. Amen. You must be kind. Your kindness must make up for what you can't provide. Amen. 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 You must be kind. Some men are not kind. They are not kind at all. There is only one time they are kind. (laughs) You understand me? If not, they are not kind. No, you must be kind. Don't ever say, chop my hand. I've said that before here. I'm saying this didn't happen real. The husband, the wife said, we don't have money for you. He said, ah, I don't have money. It's my hand now. It's my hand. You might not have money, but the way you communicated it. Amen. Are you understanding me? Oh, oh, I want to move out of this house. The wife is complaining. There's a way you will explain and communicate. She will understand. As long as you didn't marry a mad woman, she will understand. Amen. 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 If you married a mad woman, you're on your own. But if you didn't marry a mad woman, she will understand. Because that thing that made her follow you means that she believes in you. Amen. Husbands, if a woman accepted to marry you, it means that she believes in you. Did you hear me? She believes in you. She believes in you if she had believed in you, for that reason, there are certain things you will overlook. Amen. Women naturally, you know why the Bible says, husband, love your wife, because she will do things that will make you not to love her. Amen. (laughs) Amen. If she's not doing things, then she's not a woman. She will do things that will make you not want to love her. So he said, husband, he didn't tell the woman to love the husband. He said, husband, love your wife. But do you know what he told the wife? Submit. Amen. Very important. So you have to choose. When you wake up every morning, I love my wife. You have to choose to love your wife every day. Yesterday' love is not enough. Did you hear me? Yesterday's love It's not enough. Love her today. Love her tomorrow. Love her the day after. Amen? Are you with me? You have to choose to do that. Glory to God. Help me. If there's a woman beside you, tell her, did you hear what Pastor said? If there's a man beside you, say glory to god now don't go back and tell your wife i think you are, you heard what pastor said apply your own let her apply her own amen amen glory to god so women only honor their husbands in public they don't honor them privately i think your private honor is very important amen you know what I mean? You know, they don't honor their husbands privately. Honor him in the bedroom. Honor him, honor him in the kitchen. Honor him in the living room. Amen. Honor him everywhere. I must finish this thing today. First Timothy five seventeen. Let's go. Read read with me. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor what? They who labor in word and in doctrine. Amen. Praise the Lord. Give it to me in the um, amplified version. Read it, one to go. Let the elders who perform their duties of their office well be considered doubly worthy of honor and of adequate financial support, especially those who labor faithfully in preaching and teaching. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now here, he's talking about honor for your spiritual leaders, your pastor in this case. Those that preach and teach God's word to you. You know, um, believers think that when the Bible talks about honor, it just means that when you are greeting your pastor, you should shake him with two hands or you should bow your heads when you are talking to your pastor. That's That's not what the scripture is talking about. And we have to separate between traditional honor and revelational honor. Amen. The scripture is talking about having the honor, having the revelation of honor. Not just traditional honor. Traditional honor is what makes that someone comes to a church. Alright. There are some men, there are some men that, <laughs> I remember um, um, my pastors have shared that with me. Maybe like the female pastors. Some men come to a church and they say, Eh? Is he a woman that is the pastor of the church no 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 a woman cannot pastor me in this life yes. a woman can never pastor me that's tradition He said i cannot no i cannot ah I, I will not need that for a woman to pray for me what is this problem tradition are you understanding me it's tradition but revelational or no revelation means that he understands the place of god's word amen that god can set a woman to be a blessing to you because that thing you are saying you only it only applies in church you go to the hospital, they send it to a female doctor. She will say, Raise your leg, you raise the leg. Are you understanding me? Turn, you turn, take off your trouser. You take off your trousers. Are you understanding me? At that point you don't say you go to the bank, is a woman that's paying you the money. You say, No, a woman cannot give me money in this life. I demand, I give women money. You don't. you know. Are you with me? So in the world that you live in, what you are saying does not apply because in other cases, women do things for you. Amen. Am I communicating? So, some people only understand honor traditionally. And so they say, oh, a woman can never pastor me. Alright? Or, a woman can never be my leader. What are you talking about? That means you don't understand honor from God's word. There are some of you that you were brought up well. You know what it means We brought up where They told you, greet your seniors. You know, shh, shh, shh. Good morning, uncle. Good morning, mommy. Good morning that you were taught that. Now, when you come to, when you get born again, thank God for that upbringing. It has a place. But your the reason for honor is not because what they taught you as, as a child. No, no, no. The reason now why you honor is because of the word of God. Amen. Are you with me? The word of God now is the reason why you honor. You now understand that. This thing that the scripture is talking about is the culture of the kingdom. Amen. It's not because I'm Yoruba. In Yoruba, we we bow. We prostrate. No, it's no more about Yoruba. It's because I am a Christian. Amen. I am born again. It's not because of my tribe anymore. It is the understanding now I have of scripture that is making me honor. Praise God. Am I communicating? Now, When honor is revelational, it's no more based on gender or age. Amen. When revelation, when it's revelational, when honor is revelation, it's no more about what? Gender or age. It's no more about gender or age. You're no more seeing gender, you're no more seeing age. You know, there are some people that can only honor people that are older than them. Praise the Lord. But that's not scriptural. Because even in scriptures, God didn't make the oldest man to be king of Israel. Amen. That means that the age didn't matter. Once the oil came upon that man as king, there were eight-year-olds that were kings. Amen. There's an eight-year-old king. That means when you meet the king, you will bow. Are you understanding me? Are we together? God put his oil on him. Eight. There were priests. God also didn't make the oldest people to be priests. The high priest or the priest didn't have to be the oldest person. Meaning that that didn't count. The oldest person was not prophet. Samuel was a young guy, but was already prophet. Amen. So, if, if you have to relate to Samuel, you have to relate to him based on his prophetic office, not his age. Amen. Amen. Am I communicating? So, you look through scriptures, you find that when honor is now revelational, it's no more about gender or age. It's now about office. Everybody say Office. And I told you, God respects offices. It's now about office. And I told you, when I say office, I'm not just talking about apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor and teacher. Husband is an office. Wife is an office. Father is an office. When you are working with revelational honor, you recognize offices. Amen. That the person is standing in an office. So you come into a space. You recognize who is in charge in that space. And it's their office you recognize by revelation. Now, when Melchizedek and Abraham met, now, when both of them met, Abraham was a massive, massive man of God. Amen. But when he met Melchizedek, he recognized his office. Amen. We didn't know who was who. It was in the New Testament we say that without contradiction the lesser is blessed of the greater. Amen. Which means that Melchizedek stood in a higher office at that moment than Abraham. Amen. So Abraham honored him. Glory to God. Listen to me. You have to honor the offices around you. Amen. That's what it means to say, give honor to whom honor is due. There are offices around you. And in every office is locked something that is of benefit to you. Amen. Glory to God recognize that so here in this scripture first timothy 5 go back to the king james version it's talking about the church timothy was a pastor of of course you know that he was a pastor and he was a young pastor from the story and from what you read and paul was concerned about helping him understand how to go about certain things so he said let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor what is he talking about the pastors the pastors now Paul, this is the only time in scripture, this phrase was ever used. Double honor. In the Greek, double honor. Amen. Double honor. It meant that honor above the honor you give. Amen. That's what he was talking about. It, it, Paul didn't mention in any other place. And to prove to you that he meant what he was saying, in another way he spoke about it in another scripture. We'll go there. First Thessalonians 5.13 in a short one. Now, In this scripture, it said, let them be counted worthy, worthy of double honor. Let let me explain what it means to be counted worthy. Amen. It means that when you give them double honor, see that they deserve it. Amen. Now, don't give them the double honor like, well, you're just doing it. No, see that they deserve it. See in your hearts that they deserve that honor. In the same writings of Paul, when he got to your parents, he said, honor them. When he got to the man of God, he said, double honor. Amen. It's not, listen, it's not the pastors that made it so. It is God that made it so. Amen. Are you understanding me? It's God that made it so. Paul understood this. He understood offices. Paul was arrested. If you read the book of Acts, he was arrested. While he was being um, um, interrogated, you know, they brought him before a man, which later became, uh, came to be known as the priest or the high priest. And the man was speaking against Paul. And Paul insulted him back. Are you understanding me? (laughs) He called him a whitewashed wall. White sepulchre, whitewashed wall. That's what he called him. You know, (laughs) Paul called him that. Then people say, are you speaking against God's anointed uh, servant of God? He said, oh, I knew not that he was the priest. And he asked for, that means the moment he recognized his office, he put himself in order. Paul the apostle. Amen. 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 Because he understood these things. Immediately, they told him the man was a priest. He put himself in order. You know, it, it surprises me sometimes when folks that are born again, spirit-filled, they don't understand. Listen to me. When the Bible talks about honor, it didn't say, uh, when it said those that labor in word and doctrine, it's talking about those that labor in word and doctrine over you. Amen. Amen. Over you. Most of the time, when the scriptures you read in this context it's always talking about the local assembly amen it's not even talking about the body of christ at large no it's always talking about the local assembly most of the time because it was writing to timothy and a specific local assembly there was no book in the bible that was written no new testament book was written to the whole body of christ none it was either to colossians Ephesians. are you understanding me it was always to the local body that's the attention he gave to local body amen so when we are reading double honor in context, it's talking about double honor within your local assembly, within the church. I said something. There are three things that show that you honor someone. One, you will provide for them. Amen. Are we together? Let me show you a scripture. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 3. Um, I think we start from 6. 6. Uh, okay. No, no, no. 9, 9, 9. 9. 9 let's start thank you proverbs 3 9 read with me want to go honor the lord with thy substance and with all the first rules of all thine increase you use the word honor honor that means that by giving you honor amen are you listening to me you cannot say you honor your parents you don't give them anything you can't say you honor your pastor you don't give him anything that's not honor One of the ways you show honor is with substance. Amen. You honor with substance. Let me tell someone, you honor with substance. That's how you show honor. Amen. You know, most of the time, people don't understand this. That's honor. You know, most of the time, people can be in a church and not actually honor the pastor. Glory to God. They can be in a church. But the truth is that they, whatever... What makes a local assembly is not just the people. No. It's not just the people. It's the gift that God placed in that local assembly. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It's not just the people. It's the gift that is in the local assembly. The gift that is in that local assembly. That's what matters. Not just the people. So when you talk about giving honor to whom honor is due. is that you honor the gifts. Amen. That God placed there very important. A lot of times, you know, you have people that are born again, you know, they, they love the Lord, but they're not taught certain things. And so they carry along what they've always known. Amen. And what you have always known might not be exactly how you should be. So I was talking to a group of people and we we're talking along these lines. They asked the question, among the fivefold ministries, What is the most important office? The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher. You know? Some people say, oh, it's the apostle. The apostle is the sent one of God. They say, no, it's the prophet, because the prophet was in the Old Testament, it's also in the New Testament. No, it should be the evangelist. Let me tell you something. And hear me very well. Amen. The most important office in the church is the pastoral office amen. amen because no apostle evangelist pastor teacher can be raised without a pastor amen. amen are you listening to me it's the pastoral office the pastoral office is a central office amen and a lot of people don't understand that that's why a lot of pastors suffer a lot of harm amen because people don't understand the role of the pastor the pastor is the one that go and come he's still there amen now there are places before i started pastoring i s- functioned more as an itinerary like an itinerary evangelist i used to go around preaching the gospel meeting going for meetings i did that for a while before we started uh, pastoring i remember the last meeting i went for you know um and uh, there is a, a place i used to go to I, I used to invite me every sunday to come and minister so um the lady was a, a, a big auntie of mine and wonderful you know was a blessing to me and uh, always looking for ways to be a blessing to me so she invited me and then she said please can you be coming to our meetings um she scheduled me for some time so what, the last meeting I went for I told I said um from the 15th of July 2001 I'm going to be starting Sunday services I will not be able to come for these meetings anymore ah ah I said yeah so um You know, that would be my priority now. I won't be attending all these meetings. I won't be able to come for that meeting anymore. Now, so being an evangelist and preaching the gospel in different places, I found out that when I show up, my focus is to just be a blessing to the people at that moment. Are we together? After that time, I don't know what happened to them. Amen. It's not my business what they're going to be struggling with later. Are you with me? That's not my business anymore. But the pastor if the thing did not work, he's there. When it has worked, he's there. Between when it worked and when it didn't work, he's there. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? That's the role of the pastor. The pastor has a responsibility to stay through with the believer, whichever condition he finds himself in. Am I communicating? Now, we've been to meetings where you enter there. Great things happen. You don't get to see the people again until next year. (laughs) Amen. And you don't have any responsibility over them. But those that you pastor, you have a responsibility over them. Glory to God. You see their faces today. You see them tomorrow. Whatever they are going through in between. You know, there are high moments for people. Are we together? A pastor is the one that is not only with you in your high moments, he's also with you in your low moments. Amen? And the in-between moments too. Your greatest responsibility is to your pastor. Amen? And you know, because I also minister in, on platforms, I always make sure of that. I make sure of that. Listen. Any doctrine or teaching that makes you honor any other man of God beyond your pastor is a wrong doctrine. Amen? Amen? Any doctrine, any teaching that makes you honor any other person more than your pastor, the one that is your pastor, is a wrong doctrine. Now, um, I, pas- I as a pastor, you know, I also minister for people that might be younger ministers than I am. Maybe those that see me as a father to their ministry or a mentor to their ministry, they invite me. Well, you see, when we go there to minister, it's our role to point the brethren, not just to God's word, but to the leadership of the house. Amen. Are you with me? To the pastor in the house. I don't do counseling for people that are not church members. I don't. And I get a lot of calls. I do. So if I was invited as a guest pastor to a church, you know what that is? That's honor. Everybody say honor. honor. I'm honoring the pastor. So I go, I'm invited to preach somewhere and then later somebody in the church is calling me and I have this problem, I have that problem. Have you spoken to your pastor? No. Tell your pastor. I prefer when your pastor is the one calling me and I've had cases where a pastor pastors call and say, my brethren this, that, that they want this. I have people that call. and say, they want this, that, 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 that. Please, can you join, can you pray with them? Yes, then we pray. But now you have brethren, they don't understand. But as a pastor, it's my role to put them in order. Amen. Say, so, no, no, that's not how it's done. That's not how it's done. I was given the privilege to come and speak. Your pastor gave me the privilege to come and speak to you. He didn't say I should carry you and go. Amen. Are you with me? He gave me the privilege to speak. I will honor that privilege. Amen. I will always honor it. And I will not do to someone what I don't want them to do to me. Amen. Are you with me? It's a practice. It's a a practice. One of our friends, the church member, was so blessed. And the person was traveling out of the country. And then he, I don't know, he got to me on social media. reached out to me and was in faith. Where he was going to was Manchester. I said, that's the city of my birth. He said, that's coincidental. Um, He said, that's not just coincidental. That should be spiritual. I should pray for. And we prayed, I spoke words and all that. Then he said, i am led to partner with your ministry i met him in his church amen the person doesn't have my phone number to date it was on facebook when he sent me that message i sent the message i reached his pastor i said your member said he wants to partner with me that's what they call ministerial ethics amen amen Ever say ministerial ethics amen I, I, because a, a church is like a home. Amen. I cannot come to your house. Now, come to your house. Okay, me, and pastor. Maybe you, you, you might say that or that way. A, 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 another family a, cannot come to your house. And now, take your children and go. Are you understanding me? Are you understanding me? No, no, it doesn't work that way. Amen. Are we together? No, it doesn't work that way. I'm giving that illustration for many reasons. When the brother reached out to me i called his pastor i said so so brother he said yes i said he said he wants to partner me partner with me i just want to be sure he said yeah he has told me he told me i said okay i felt that you should be informed first he said no he told me and i told him to go ahead i said okay now what even came to my heart is what if i didn't even call the pastor amen he already knew are you understand what i'm saying then you just i look like a crook it's true but I called, I said, your social person called me and said, so, so, he said, no problem. Hallelujah. Honor. Ever say honor. So, if you honor, you provide. Amen. The men of God in my life that I honor, I send things to them. Amen. On a regular basis, I give to them because I honor them. Glory to God. The second thing about honor is that if you honor something, you protect it. Ever say protects. Ever say protect. Protect. What I mean by protect is that you will defend. You stand in the defense of what you honor. Alright? You stand to defend what you honor. Now, if you honor something, you will defend it. There are some people that just wait for the opportunity for something negative to be said about their leader or pastor. Ah! I talk calm. I, I, you see? See, there's something you you will know. 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 You will know? You you don't look for opportunities. You don't really honor. If you honor, you will defend. You will protect. Amen. Hallelujah. And, you know, the way um, So uh, a brother was, I think it was uh, one of my brothers here, was telling me how somebody, people say different things. You know, he met someone. He said, ah, there's nothing they've not called us. Are you understanding me? Somebody came and said, Ah, that place, I beg. They're just playing years ago. The next time, another one say that place, they are very serious. I say, the same place. Are you asking me? We are serious. We are not serious. It's someone's opinion. Amen. You know, Johnny, I say, "I, I know, I know, I know. It's not that man. I know him. Are you asking me? No. Never, ever. If you are part of a house, even your personal family, never join mouth to pull down your family. Amen. Amen. Never. Especially... If you have a case against somebody, you come and say it to the person. Amen. You come and say, that's the best way to deal with matters. We have survived. I've been a Christian for a long time now. We've been around those kind of things. We've never participated in anything that tries to bring another pastor or man of God down. Never. You won't find me there. Never participated. I won't even contribute. Amen. I will not. Glory to God. And that's the right attitude. Glory to God. Never speak evil against someone you say you honor. Amen. Even in offense. The proof of honor is that even when there's offense, you held back the offense. Amen. You didn't say something negative. Imagine someone say, because you're angry, you slapped your father. Hello. Then later I say, I was angry. No, you never respected him. Amen. No, you never honoured him. You never honoured him. Glory to God. Because if you honoured him, you might show that you are angry. But when they have settled the matter, there will be nothing they will say that you said against him. Amen. That's honour. Place your right hand on your chest and say in the name of Jesus, open my eyes to the revelation of honour in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So honor will defend. Never forget that. Honor will defend. Number three. Let's go to the last scripture. First Thessalonians 5.12. Amen. We'll take praise and worship after this. In First Thessalonians 5.12. Let's read together. I want to go. And we beseech you brethren to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. Verse 13. It says to know them. Verse 13. Let's go. And to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Amen. What, what more can the scripture say? Amen. It said know them. That's to recognize them. If you honor someone, you will always recognize them. Glory to God! You always recognize them. You recognize them. You know, some people behave like they are called to humble their pastor. You are not called to humble your pastor. You are called to honor him. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Tap your neighbor. Say you are not called to humble your pastor. You are called to honor him. Now, well, I, I, have not, I don't think I have experiences where maybe people do certain things, but it's proper proper that this be taught. Some of you, there are things that you won't even take from people that you don't pastor. Amen. Even fellow brethren sometimes I say, eh, four of you, clean this place. You are the leader. You say, "We, <laughs> wee. <laughs> <laughs> One person is walking small say, your leader is calling you, you are strolling. He <laughs> said leader years ago, this was years back. We appointed the guy cell leader. Even me, I was afraid. <laughs> I was afraid. A sister ran to me. She was crying. I said, What happened? She was complain about the cell leader. So I was there one day. I think he called her or something. They were doing something just in church, one corner. They just do something, just by the side, talking. He now called her. So she was coming. He said, Is that how to walk when your leader is calling you? She came. I think he told her to go back and come back. I was there. As he said, Go back. (laughs) Say, Go back and come again. Praise God. Then I ask, even you, did they lead you like that? Glory to God. We've corrected cases where some leaders want to even punish their members. Choir, Knee down. And I ask, did you knee down? As they were raising you, did you knee down? Amen. Yes, of course there are excesses. All right that should be avoided but listen where we are is not in that side where we are is to teach honor first amen honor recognize your leaders recognize your leaders don't see your leaders you know some of you only honor your leaders in church mayor I agree to <laughs> pastor I say, let me greet you before I go if you see them on the streets or see them somewhere else you don't honor them that's not honor amen that's not honor that's not honor that's not honor we thank god for the places we go to but there's no way we should be honored more than our home amen yeah that's how it should be so there's certain things we learn and then you say, oh, and you put it to practice. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right? There should be no other place. Let me correct something here. There are some of you, brethren, maybe you are maybe an electrician or you, are, uh, you do something for the church or something. It's the job you do. What surprises me is when you have people that you are doing something with pastor. You are still not meeting up. What will happen when you are not doing it with pastor? Are you understanding me? Maybe we say, okay, come and help us paint the place. We want to paint the place in two days. Three weeks later, you have not finished. Amen. Amen and i wonder how you provide services for your customers amen am i communicating that tells a lot it tells a lot it tells a lot it's a big deal for me to pastor anybody but i believe that as a pastor i i owe i owe you loyalty and you also owe me loyalty amen that's pastoring. Glory to God. Are we together? I'm duty bound to spend more time with you than any other place. Any group of people. If I'm praying, I'm studying, it's for you first. Amen. Apart from for my personal service, it's for you. Glory to God. Am I communicating? So, honor. I want to see a new wave of honor in our midst. Amen. Glory to God. Recognizing. Honor is to value something the way God has valued it. Amen. Giving it the worth that God has given to it. That's honor. You honor the services we have. A meeting is called. Honor the meeting. Praise the Lord. Honor it. Oh, we need this to be done. Honor it. Last scripture. Hebrews 13 verse 17. Let's read it together. One to go. Obey them that have the rule over you. And submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls. As they that must give account. That they may do it with joy. And not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. Amen. Um. I've interacted with pastors. I've related with ministers. We ran school of ministry for eight or nine years. I met pastors that people are following. I met pastors that lead flock. I was... You know, what came to my heart was... The brethren that are here, they don't understand... They don't understand. No, they don't. In heaven, we will understand. They don't understand. I met people that are not called. They learned how to preach. Amen. And they have members. Amen. They have members. Because you know how they know? They came to tell me, Pastor. <laughs> uh, uh, I I don't think God told me to do what I'm doing. So cancel me what I should do. Hello, and as he's talking, his usher, his protocol is there. Someone that came with him is there. Are you understanding me? They're there. The name of the church is still there. It's not my role to come and start saying that publicly. I can't even mention the names of those kind of people. But they are following. Are you understanding me? And you begin to wonder. Then there are those that are there. For other reasons. Listen. As your pastor. We're not here because of money. Amen. No we're not. No we're not. We're not here because we're looking for fame. We're just serving Jesus. Amen. And doing what God has called us to do. Glory to God. Are we together? All right. Now, there's no church... That is flawless. We're not perfect. I'm not perfect as a human being. You know. We have been here. We've been consistent over the years. Alright. Everybody knows where we came from. Amen. We didn't fall out of the sky. We grew. Hallelujah. We know where we come from. My parents are still there. People know where we came from. In this town, if my name is called, people respect it because they know we're doing something right. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah, a pastor can be offended. And it's bad for a pastor to be offended with his people. A pastor can be offended. I I was, Pastor Puju, I was speaking with years ago, four years back. So I asked him about a man of God. And I said I just I, if I say what I said you will know who I'm talking about. So I asked him about a man of God. I wanted to hear what he had to say. So he said to me he said that man the church disappointed him. Amen. And he was offended. Glory to God. So a pastor can be offended. And don't be in the place to offend any pastor. Much more your pastor. Amen. Yeah. Don't. Don't put yourself in that position. Glory to God. As I love you, love me back. Amen. Amen. Then I love you, you love me back. Amen. Amen. I love you, you love me back. Amen. We owe, the Bible says, owe no man anything. But to what? To love one another. Amen. So, stop looking for ways, you know, to... Ah, make things difficult for your leaders. Some of you have said leaders. No. Make things easy for them. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560 You are big, blessed and loaded. Taking the message of day, around the world the holy spirit